Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, this is Jim Thomas. I'm host of the Secret Sauce radio show, which is part of the uh, Workforce Show, and I'm pleased to have um, an awesome guest today. Uh, I'm I'm here with um, Jacqueline Griffiths. Um, she's a, a MD, and uh, Jackie, thanks for coming on board and and being my guest today. Well, thanks for inviting me, Jim. Well, it's it's um, actually it's my pleasure. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share with the audience a little bit about your background. Then I'm going to ask you some some questions about your background beyond just some things that uh, I'll talk about that are part of your your bio. But for for the audience's um, information, Jackie uh, is a is a native Washingtonian. I think there are a couple out there still left, and uh, she earned her undergraduate degree uh, at Yale uh, and her medical degree from the University of Michigan, which is pretty awesome because I spent. 12 years living in, in, um, in Michigan, and I've got to stop and ask Jackie, because I never asked this before, and by the way, from the audience's perspective, because I want to be you know, uh, truthful about this interview, I've, I've known Jackie for a long time, and uh, she actually did LASIK surgery on my eyes about, and Jackie, I want to say it was probably about two or three years after you opened your, your, um, uh, your, uh, your, your center uh, in Reston, and I'll get into all that, but uh, I guess it was within two or three years of you opening shop in 1999. It was certainly after that. But what years were you in Michigan? I got to ask that question up front. Uh, I was there from 1986 through 1990. Now, what's interesting about that is that <clears throat> I left Ann Arbor in 1986 to move to Orlando, Florida to start uh, working for Lockheed Martin. So as you were coming into town and unpacking, I was packing and leaving. So I guess I guess the town truly was not big enough for both of us. I guess that's, <laughs> the, that's the bottom line, uh, which is interesting. Just to go a little further, Jackie um, um, has um, you know done her ophthalmology residence, uh, and she completed that uh, at the uh, Georgetown University Medical Center. And she's a board-certified ophthalmologist. As I said, she did LASIK surgery on my eyes and. Uh, uh, started performing LASIK uh, vision correction practically from its inception in this country, which is interesting, uh, and also participated in the LASIK uh, trials um, to give the procedure, get the procedure approved by the FDA. Uh, Let me stop and say, Jackie, how did that come about for you? Obviously, you know, uh, LASIK would just, you know, again, getting started in this country, but how were you chosen or how did you get involved with, with those procedures? Well, the the actual um, laser vision correction procedure started with PRK, which is a surface procedure, and that was approved in 1995, and uh, that was a year after I finished residency. The LASIK procedure came uh, a couple of years later, which is, um, you know, making a flap in the cornea, laying it back, and then doing the laser on an inner in the on the inner portion of the cornea. And that provided a quicker recovery. And those were the trials that I was involved with. So And and how did but but how, how were you, did, how were you selected? 
Well, I, I happened to get involved with laser vision correction, uh, well, pretty much when I was at Georgetown. Georgetown was the only center in this area that had a laser. Oh, I see. Uh, and so I, I was had early exposure through my residency program. And when I got out, I joined a practice, and the the person I joined and I, uh, we purchased a laser, and um uh, so we were one of we were two of the first people in this area to start performing laser vision correction, uh, really from the beginning. And so we were doing RK, and we were two of the first people in this area to start performing LASIK surgery. And because we had uh, significant numbers of cases uh, being done, uh, we participated in the LASIK trials to get the LASIK procedure approved by the FDA. I see. So, um, for my audience's understanding, um, just so they know, you, you start your own practice uh, in, uh, and open up a laser center, uh, which is called New View Laser Eye Incorporated uh, in 1999. So, not too long after that, you open up your own uh, center and currently still the, the medical uh, director there. Uh, New View, by the way, is one of the first and only laser uh, eye centers in Reston, Virginia, and it's... Um, and one of its um, uh, only a handful of women and minority-owned uh, laser centers uh, in the world, uh, which is which is rather rather interesting, and and it speaks to the, uh, the quality that of LASIK surgery that um, that Jackie is doing in uh, in the area. Um, Newview's mission uh, is to provide excellent excellence in uh, ophthalmic uh, services to its um, uh, by giving personal personalized attention to every uh, patient. And I can tell you that when um, I met Jackie, and maybe it was about a year later, she convinced me that I should come to her office and, and, and have um, an exam, which I did because I was having trouble with my eyes. I was playing a lot of tennis, and I found that my, I was losing my, <laughs> my, my uh, distance vision, and I was losing my reading vision, and uh, played a lot of tennis, and I was wearing contacts, and uh, it, would just, it would just, uh, wasn't fun anymore. But uh, after, quite frankly, about an hour or two um, with uh, Jackie and, and her technicians, I said, well, you know, it, it sounds like something I should do, which, which I did. And now I, it's been, Jackie, I had to think back. It's been about 17 or 18 years since I had surgery. I haven't had the need to go back. I've had annual um, eye exams, and um, I'm still around uh, 2015 and very pleased with that. So you didn't, again, the personalized service was there. I would also mention that um, the quality of service uh, in her office uh, then and now is outstanding. When I first went to Jackie's office, I probably spent um, quite a bit of time with individuals who were checking my eyes, doing some um, um, review of my vision, and um, it, it took a while, but they were, they were very thorough. When I came back to have the, 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 the LASIK surgery, you know, Jackie was reviewing my, my records, and I sat in her office. She said, Jim, well, let me let me go back through the numbers, and I want to I check your eyes again. And I said, well, Jackie, it was a, just about a week ago. And she said something that has stuck with me today, which speaks to the quality of her service. She said, Jim, I know my people have done a great job of checking your eyes, but she says, I'm the, I'm the surgeon. I'm the one who's going to be doing this operation, and I want to make sure that everything is absolutely correct. And we went back through all the uh, procedures again before we actually um, she did the procedure and which was which was awesome as I said I, I haven't really 
had a need. Now, Jackie, you did say that as I approach 70, which I am rapidly approaching 70 um, and getting a little older, I might have to have reading glasses. And I, and I must admit that I've, I've thought about that, what you've said. And, and I use a computer a lot, and I find that uh, periodically I have to, um, you know, sort of push the computer away because I do get a little eye strain periodically. But I, I haven't found the need to, to really have uh, reading glasses um, you know, much at all. So it's, it's really been great. And, and I appreciate um, you know, what you've done and, and what you continue to do for those who, who need uh, your service because you're an outstanding, um, out, outstanding um, uh, physician and, and certainly you're, you're doing extremely well. Well, I appreciate that. We, we, we do try to assess uh, our, each patient's needs. And depending on the age of the patient when they come in, uh, sometimes we can uh, try to trick the aging process by making eye more of a distance eye and one eye more of a reading eye so that the patient can still enjoy a full range of vision after having laser vision correction. And maybe that's what we did with your eyes. Yes, you did. And it obviously worked out uh, really well. One of the, one of the uh, sort of the capstones of, of my show, uh, the Secret Saw Show, is to, to really have my, my guests uh, talk about uh, their backgrounds from, from the perspective of uh, their secret sauce. What what is their what is their purpose? Why have they chosen to to move in the path they have? And I would I would share with you, all of my guests are have and are extremely successful in their career path, what they're doing currently, and what they've done most of their lives. Not to suggest they some haven't had missteps along the way, but as I think about all that you've done, and and probably after graduating from Yale. Uh, you, you may have had some choices, and I and I really would like to ask, why did you move forward with a, a medical degree? Uh, degree, what caused you to move in in uh, toward the medical profession? Well, I stand in the shadow of my uh, of my my great parents and and my siblings. I, I'm the youngest of six wonderful siblings, uh, who most of whom follow, um, followed the path of medicine. Uh, so I had them to kind of look up to, and uh, my parents, my, my father was a dentist. My mother was an attorney, actually. Um, but they were both very driven people. I, I don't think that I was unduly influenced into going to medicine. I think I just had that leaning. Mm, okay. uh, when I was in school, I just preferred um, sciences, Okay. and uh, that's just the way it went. When I was in medical school, uh, some people have asked me, how did I choose ophthalmology? Because, frankly, I never wore glasses a day in my life. Um, and uh, I think it was, I think the decision is made for, for people when they go to med school, whether they want to use their hands or not, whether they want to be a surgeon or, or, or not. Right, right. From the very beginning. And I did want to use my hands. I'm, I'm, I'm very good um, at, at those tasks. So, so I knew I wanted to be a surgeon. Uh, and then it was... The matter came up which field would be best for me, and then it's important to just rotate through the different fields and see what uh, makes you happy. and And I just thought ophthalmology was just a tremendous field. Uh, you can you can really improve people's lives in so many ways. The young people you can help with laser vision correction uh, or their first pair of glasses when they think the world is supposed to be blurry, and you put them in their first pair of glasses, and then the big smile comes when they see things so clearly. It's just such a rewarding field to the older people who we're we're uh, helping to restore vision with 
cataract surgery, and now we have so many advances in cataract surgery and laser cataract surgery and different implants that can afford people vision like they've never had in their lives. And it's just, it's just terribly re- rewarding now uh, to, in this field. So. Well, and it's interesting you say uh, what you've said because I, I just have to assume, given what's happened just overall in medical science from the time I had uh, LASIK surgery to now, you know, you and I haven't really talked about you know the changes, but I suspect there there have been some improvements. There have been some changes that uh, have affected uh, LASIK surgery as well as you know the area, the other areas, cataract surgery that you that you've mentioned. Um, and um, to that end, though, given given how purposeful your life has been around uh, the medical profession and given what you're doing now, uh, had you ever considered other fields uh, to go into or has this really been, you know, really your focus getting into uh, ophthalmology given that you got into medicine, you wanted to use your hands and this seemed to be a natural um, direction to go in for you? Um, there were actually two fields that that interested me in medical school and they were really, really totally different from each other. Uh, one was um, OBGYN. I, I really liked delivering babies. And, and the other was ophthalmology. And at the end of the day, ophthalmology won for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, I, I, how can I put this in a, in a, in appropriate way? But certainly extremes. <laughs> from <laughs> They're far extremes. They really are. But in my in my opinion, you know, I wanted to lead a happy life. I thought they were both happy fields because you, you really made you changed people's lives, and the I just wanted to lead a happy life. Well, it's interesting. Most of my guests who have been involved with um, professions um, where they're Im- impacting people's lives in some way, they they all sort of converge around making a difference, um, seeing the, the value, uh, but also, to your point, seeing someone with uh, a smile on their face after they've provided some service, as clearly you've done many times. And, and you know, that, that, I guess, gets you out of bed the next day and gets you, you know, feeling that you're going you're gonna to make a difference today also in someone's life, and clearly you've done that. Well, thank you. Um, the, the, the nature of uh, the show and the nature of the guests that I've had on, they've all they've all moved in a direction where they've, you know, they're, they're really fulfilling their purpose, doing something that's making a difference uh, in people's lives, e- you know, even though it may be in a, in a corporate position, supporting an organization or a company. But at the end of the day, it's about, it's about people. And clearly, you know, that, that's what, what I see from and hear from listening to you talk about, um, you know, the energy you get from doing what you've done and the impact you've had uh, on on people's lives, um, given the fact that you've um, again performed surgery on me, and I've been very happy with it. Um, uh, I know that uh, I got to tell you, you know, I, I am your biggest fan when, <laughs> when it comes to ophthalmology. I have anyone and everyone who's come to me and said, Jim, you know, I'm having problems with my, you know, with my with my vision. I'm thinking about, stop, and I stop them. I said, Jackie Griffiths, here's her number. <laughs> give, you know, give her office a call. You need to get in and have her check you out. Uh, so I've, I've referred uh, anyone, everyone to you that I can, can I think of, because I think that, you know, our eyes are so important. And I think that um, when we, th- we think about a purposeful life, and I know that there are individuals who are, who cannot see, but those who are struggling with vision that isn't as good as it can be, given the, the, um, uh, the procedures that are available, 
it's um, it certainly um, affects the quality of one's life. And it certainly did with me because I was, as I said, I had contacts and I was corrected, you know. And but you know, dealing with solutions, dealing with something in your eyes, dealing with pollen, and this time of year was never fun for me, by the way. Um, you know, with the pollen that gets in your eyes, and 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 if I had a speck of dust that got in my eye, and it just it was it was just not not fun. And and you know, well, I currently, you know, I've I've used eye drops um, periodically, but. Um, it, it, it made a, such a quality difference in my life, I can't even begin to tell you. And, and I've shared that story, my story, with uh, many people who've, who've um, uh, needed corrective vision in some way. And uh, as I said, I've, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many have actually picked up the phone and called your office, but I've, I've shared your number with quite a few over the years. I appreciate that. Thank you. And, and, and I continue to. I think that, um, you know, one of the, one of the, challenges we have in life is, uh, and what I find with many of my um, clients, because as you know, I do a lot of career coaching, and the, one of the challenges that um, um, many of my career coaching clients have is, that, am, am I doing what I need to be doing? You know, they may be in transition, they may be without a position right now, and they're trying to determine what they want to do next. And I always try to make them at least ask themselves the, the question, honestly, what is the, if you had your choice, what would you do? And um, what I have found over my life is that those who have asked themselves the question and followed that voice that came back and said, move in this direction, have been, been happier than those who've, who've chased, um, um, you, know, some, you know, some dollar or some, some position because it, um, you know, it, was, it was available to them and you know, it, 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 wasn't, it was less of a choice than it was just availability. And those who have a choice and they ask themselves that question typically have, what I have found, happier lives. They, they're doing things, and it's not about necessarily a title as it is the purpose in what they're doing, because uh, the titles may change any number of times. Uh, but that's what I've found with many of uh, my clients when they've really said, look, you know, I've, I have this time out, and I decided that I'm really going to do what I want to do. I'll share a story with you just briefly in my audience. About um, four weeks ago, I started a, a new coaching assignment with a, a lady who um, has a, a strong um, marketing background and, and quality background in uh, regard to um, business development. What I found interesting is we were talking for about an hour or so. She made me aware that during this time that she's had off, which wasn't really a lot of time, she's, um, she started painting again. And, you know, there I was, you know, asking the obvious question, well, how do you enjoy what you're doing? She said, I love it. And I said, really? And so I assumed that, you know, I'd ask her in this question, well, how many, how many paintings have you done? And get an answer back of 10 or 15 or whatever. She came back with uh, 100 paintings to the point, and this is over, this is over a six month period, to the point where I said, our next meeting, I want you to bring in a painting. And I got to tell you, Jackie, um, while she has by the way, accepted a position, and she's moving to Florida with a wonderful company and a position that's going to be great for her. The painting that she brought and showed me, I would have, had I seen it at a gallery, I would have paid really, you know, good money for it. If in fact, you know, the you know, if I could have afforded it, but it wasn't. It wasn't um, necessarily amateurish. It didn't seem like it was a hobby. It was. It was. It was extremely well done. Um, and so I've been, I've been keeping her, uh, keeping in contact with her. And I keep, every time I talk with her, I said, look, please don't give up, uh, your painting. 
because uh, it just you never know what's really inside you that sometimes you're holding back and you're not letting come out and really represent you the way you want to be represented. Um, you know, you had a choice. And oh, by the way, um, uh, uh, my wife's um, father, my my father-in-law, um, aside from being a Tuskegee Airman, when he got out of the military and came home, he decided to go into a medical practice, and he was an OBGYN for 34 years. So it's, uh, and, and clearly he has his stories about the passion he had about what he did delivering babies, as you have your passion about what you've done to provide outstanding sight to those who've, who've needed correction. But um, what's next for you? Well, my, my last question, by the way. <laughs> What's next for you? Well, um, I mean, I'll continue giving the best care I can for, you know, the time I have left in my practice, which, you know, I'm I'm still relatively young. Uh, so um, I'll just I'll just continue doing what I'm doing as long as patients, uh, you know, want my care. I think, and uh, I don't plan on moving away for any any, you know time in the future. Uh, so I'll be here. Now, you still are involved, um, I believe, uh, in the ophthalmology section at uh, Reston Hospital as um, uh, as section chief. Is that still part of what you're doing now, still? Yes, I'm the section chief at Reston Hospital. I also chair the, um, the uh, knowledge-based panel for the refractive uh, surgery mm-hmm. of the American Academy of Ophthalmology. Um, and this prepares information and um, material for the maintenance of certification for the board certification. So I do that too. Uh, so you know, the older you get, the more you get involved with things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe that's why I have no time left in my day. I've reached my. Sometimes I feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's um, you know we 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 have a couple of minutes left, but I can I can share with you that. Um, it's it's consistent with uh, many of my guests, uh, what I'm hearing from you, and that is, you know, you enjoy what you do. Uh, you have a very, very purposeful journey that you've been on, and, and you're still obviously expanding areas that you're getting into and probably being called to serve you know, in other areas that uh, align with uh, the uh, profession that you've chosen. And that, to your point, as, you, as we all mature into our professions and you have um, – a wider audience of people who know you and know of your capabilities and value, you know, we, you know, you, you get pulled in to, um, to serve. Um, I had uh, an opportunity to um, interview uh, the CEO at the American Red Cross um, National Capital Region um, about two or three interviews uh, back. Um, and Linda Mathis is a, a good friend and someone I've known for a long time. <clears throat> and uh, I realized that uh, I hadn't given blood uh, for maybe about a year and a half or two, and, uh, and there you go. Two weeks later, I found myself donating blood at the American Red Cross, and I've done it now twice in a row, and I have another appointment coming up in May. So, um, you know, you can get pulled into things based on people you know, and people know, you know, your capabilities, and, and that's happened with boards and advisory boards and other things that uh, I've served on, and, and I've found that with many of my guests. Uh, so, you know, I, I see that, um, and you're right, you have probably – a lot of great years ahead of you and a lot of things to do, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to away from your practice today to to 
to talk with me about your outstanding life and the things you're doing and the value you're giving back to the community and to the people who, who need your outstanding service. And, and I, for one, as I said, continue to sing your, your good praises across um, um, uh, and in front of anyone who um, says, boy, you know, my, I, think I, I think I might need glasses. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> trust me, I'm, I'm sending them um, your way or at least certainly um, marketing you so you have a you have a marketeer out there that will continue to uh, sing your good graces and, and provide um, uh, your, your, your contact information for those who uh, are looking for an outstanding, an outstanding surgeon who's uh, in, our, in, our, in our area, which, is, which we're, we're, we're fortunate to have you, Jackie, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate that. But it's, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, I'd say that um, yeah, as we look at backgrounds and careers of individuals who are making a difference, who are living and working in a purposeful profession, you certainly um, you know, have been extremely successful, and I, and I appreciate the time you've taken, uh, Jackie, to come and talk to my audience and, and share your background with us today. And um, as for this show, it's winding down. I'd like to thank my audience for tuning in and listening to The Secret Sauce Show with um, my outstanding guest, uh, Jackie Griffiths. Um, and uh, you can see her bio on, um, on our website, which is uh, careercentralonline.com. And uh, again, Jackie, we appreciate it very much that uh, you're available today to chat with us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, my pleasure. And so uh, until the next time, uh, we'll be um, winding, winding down. And uh, thank you for my listening audience to, uh, for tuning in to uh, the Workforce Show, uh, the Secret Sauce segment with uh, Jim Thomas. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to the Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.